Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And this is Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Nikki's Natural Wipes, the first all-natural baby wipes made with Manuka honey and coconut oil. And today's episode is also brought to you by Sarah's Chill, a new sponsor. Welcome to the family. Yay! <laughs> Never worry about safely storing your breast milk or formula again. Sarah's Chill was invented by a mom for moms and offers guaranteed convenience with their double-walled stainless steel container. And we'll hear more from our sponsors later, uh, but our, these sponsors make this podcast possible. So please head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check out our sponsor page if you need anything. See if you can give any of them your business. And while you're there, scroll down and enter your email address, and we'll have episodes sent straight to your inbox every Monday. And uh, now Diane has our review of the week. And it came from our Gmail. And uh, she says, hi, guys, here's my review. I would have left it on iTunes, but I don't have an account. So see, she took advantage of our Gmail, which is very nice. Diane and Abby have been absolute lifesavers for me and my breastfeeding journey. I gave birth in the middle of the pandemic, had an unexpected C-section, thought I didn't have enough milk, had sore, cracked nipples, and even pumped blood once. They also thought my baby had a tongue tie and a bad latch. You name it. Then I discovered the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast and all of my questions were answered and worries were no more. Before I got the help and support of these wonderful ladies, I was ready to give up. Now I'm absolutely loving breastfeeding my eight-month-old daughter and it's the easiest thing in the world. I'm also co-sleeping and really enjoying being a mom. Thanks so much for the wonderful podcast covering every question that has popped into my head and helping all the mamas out there to enjoy breastfeeding and all that comes with it. You guys are doing a great thing. Thank you so much. This is from Chantel. And as I said, she sent it to Badass Breastfeeding Podcast at gmail.com. And um, I am so glad you found your way through having a baby in the pandemic, man. That's not easy stuff. No, I mean, it's hard enough to begin with. And yeah. And then the pandemic. Oh, my God. We should just do an episode on the pandemic. Babies. We really should gather yeah. some info from people and. I mean, people are doing it. Honestly, if pe I, I, this just goes to show, you know, that like people will life goes on and people will persevere because um, people also do stupid things. But I mean, you know, <laughs> you, <laughs> like I see people around me all the time. They're like having babies. They're like doing this stuff. And I'm just like, I I don't understand. I mean, I would be there's a lot of this time where I was just like crippled. Ah. With fear and like, you know, oh my God, we should, you know, everything's going terrible and, and people are just going forward with it. And it's so very like brave because, you know, on the other hand, we don't know how long it's going to last. We don't know. There's never a good time. There's never, there's really never a good time to have babies. No, there's no perfect you know, time. Because you always think, yeah, because you always think, oh, I'm not ready. It's not a good time. But really, is there ever a good time? Oh. Um, but like now there's so many more barriers and there's so much more stress around it and people are just doing it and it's isolation amazing the yeah. isolation is awful i mean it yeah already feels isolating to have a baby and be home and you know just especially if you're like you're the first one of your friends to have babies or you know anything like that you're you're you don't you're not surrounded by family but even if you do have family sometimes you're afraid to let them in because of pandemic because of illness because yeah. what are they what could they spread to my newborn and it's scary to not have help and support right now. Right. Yeah. And that's, and all that is not to say that there isn't real trauma happening. Because oh my gosh. We will all have this and yeah. especially 
more for some people than others, but yeah, people are doing it and congratulations to you. Yeah, that's awesome. But send us, send us reviews. Put them on iTunes if you can, if you have the account. If you can't, you can send us an email, badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. And hopefully by now, you guys are checking out our new podcast, Revolution Parenting, which is kind of like our next level, you know, when you're starting to parent those little toddlers and stuff. All the little things that you can kind of come up against. So check that out too at Revolution Parenting, wherever you get your podcasts. Yes. And today we're talking about teething, but not biting. But we probably will talk about biting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally kidding. Everybody would turn it off right now. I know. Um, Everybody's like, I don't care about the teething part. I just don't want the baby to bite me. (laughs) Screw that. Right. Teething means biting. Often. Often. But means all kinds of other things too. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, it does. It is. Teething is hard. And it's funny. I just said to somebody the other day, she had a newborn and was really struggling to get breastfeeding off the ground and they did and kind of overcame like the little newborn barriers and stuff of bad latch and all of that baby not latching at all and kind of like really got going and then I saw them again and there's there's like things are really great and we're just going forward the baby was gaining really well and everything was great like you're good until teeth man like (laughs) just (laughs) not that it really like and I don't want to say okay when when teeth start to come in or when the baby's teething, then you got to prepare for biting. Like that's not even. That's, that's not true because many babies don't bite ever. Many babies don't bite. But teething just wreaks havoc on everything. Te- yeah. Sleep whether yes, and- whether or not. Right. That's true. Whether or not they start biting, teething is going to be a whole thing. And I think people don't realize like they, babies will teeth for months before that you actually see those teeth come right. in. Right. And then it goes on for years. Oh, years my gosh. and years. Those poor babies. And you know, it's like, you don't know, because all of a sudden they hit that stage at a couple of months where everything becomes very oral and they put everything in their mouths and they're finding their hands and their hands are going in their mouths. And they're like, they're drooling because of that. And it's like, are they teething? And it's like, maybe, maybe not. You know, you really don't know. You're kind of guessing. And then they become a little bit more miserable. And then as, you know, the months go on, they're fussy and miserable. And, you know, okay, I think they're teething. I think they're teething. And it becomes very difficult. Sometimes they don't want to feed at all because they're just uncomfortable and it's painful. And and you're not even seeing anything yet. You know, you're just kind of guessing sometimes. Like, what is it? Is it teeth? Is it an ear infection? Like, what is going on with my baby? They're so miserable. Right? Is it some sort of developmental stage or whatever? It could be anything. Yeah, I feel like when you hit that teething stage, I I find that a very confusing time because you really you're just kind of like guessing. Like, is this what's going on? Because it it can go on for months. Your baby could be dealing with this in different stages of teething for months before you see those little teeth come in. Yeah. I mean, until kids can talk, it's always a guessing game what's happening. You always just have to guess. Mm-hmm. And it could, and it's always going to be like a thing where it's like, well, it could be this. I remember being on the phone with a friend of mine and she was like, it was Amanda who, who oh, Diane's uh, worked with. Yeah. And we were talking about, I don't know which one of the babies, maybe I was holding Exley or something. Um, and he was crying or something. And she was just like, oh, what's 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 wrong? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Who knows? She's like, oh, yeah. Well, she was like, oh, is it like teething or is it like, is it growing? She was like, oh, yeah, it's teething or growing. It's just teething or growing. Always. Either that. What, either one. Whatever. Teething or growing. 
that's just what's happening because you don't know. You don't. There's no, way, there's no way to know. There's no way to know. They can't be like, oh yeah, it hurts right here. They don't even know. They don't even know. Like babies, like you don't like. I feel like it's hard for us to even imagine what it's like to be inside of a baby. Mm. A baby's not like, oh, here is my mouth. Like they don't know. <laughs> they don't understand their body parts. They don't understand. Like they are just like, they are just like this spirit being like they're not like here are my hands and here's my mouth and i can point to where it hurts like they don't have any of this awareness Mm -mm. they just know it fucking hurts and they're miserable and it's just or they don't even know that it hurts you know they're just miserable all they know how to do is just like cry and be miserable if they don't feel well right that's how they communicate it with you and it really and they might the breastfeeding definitely will change not yeah. well. I shouldn't say definitely will change, but it, it absolutely might change for you. They might not feed as well. They might you might need to switch positions around again if if maybe pressure of sucking is putting pressure on their gums in a way that's uncomfortable for them. Um, sometimes I've seen some babies just like go on a little bit of a nursing strike, and a lot of times when yeah. people contact me about a nursing strike, I'm like, are they is their teeth coming in because that really could be it. It, it totally. can be very yeah. uncomfortable. It's their mouth. It can be and very can, uncomfortable. Yeah. I, mean, I think we have an episode on nursing strikes. Oh, yeah. I think we do. Yeah. Nursing strikes can go on for a real long time. Oh, gosh. They're so bad. Like, that's a whole thing that you have to deal with. If that happens, which, again, it does not a guarantee. Yeah. You know, you're <laughs> at, at, at best, you'll have a miserable baby sometimes, which, you know, that's kind of how they are anyway. Um. And then there's a lot, you know, a whole different, a bunch of different like things that can happen. I mean, so basically the very basics is they have teeth coming in, right? The teeth are shifting. They're pushing up towards the gum and it hurts. Their gums are swollen. Usually you might be able to see swollen gums. You might be able to see like redness sometimes. Sometimes you can't because sometimes it's just things moving around. Mm. Um, so just because you don't see swollen gums, don't like rule out teething because it still could be that. And then it could hurt. Yeah, like the nursing could hurt and it could make them not want to. It could make them be popping on, pop that whole popping on and off. Like I want to, but I can't because it hurts and I'm just mm. miserable and I'm popping on and off. Um, and then, you know, they could just refuse altogether. And then people think, oh my God, they're weaning. Uh, I don't, you know, they don't, they just don't want a nurse, which is not true. They want nothing more than to comfort a nurse. It's just uncomfortable. Oh, so, it hurts. Yeah, it hurts them. Um, follow your instinct a lot with teething. And I try to tell parents about that because they'll often, like if they think something's going on with their baby or they think there's teething and sometimes they'll go to the pediatrician or they'll talk to you know, a friend or whatever. And people say, oh, it's too early for that. It's too early for that. I mean, it might not be. You know, and if, people, No, there's babies that are born with teeth. I've seen so babies can be coming in at any point. Yeah. And I have seen, I've had clients whose babies had teeth by three months. So it definitely can be an earlier thing. And then some babies don't get them till 10 months. I mean, it just, it, it really is very dependent on what goes on with your baby. Mean, but that doesn't mean that Jack didn't have teeth until 11 months. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that his teeth weren't bothering him the whole time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It still is like, it's still moving around. It's still a thing that's happening. They're sort of popping out later. Doesn't mean that it's still not causing the pain that whole time. So what do you do for babies that are uncomfortable with teeth coming in? Yeah. So there's all kinds of things you can do. You can like, um, I mean, like, you know, there's, you can take a, a take a wash washcloth and roll it up into like, you know, like roll it up, put it in the freezer mm-hmm. 
And then you can take it out when it's frozen. They can chew on that. That feels really good. Yeah. You can make little pop, little breast milk popsicles. If you can um, pump, you know, just enough to freeze a little bit, you can um, make a little popsicle. Yeah, those are good. Stuck on that because anything Mm -hmm. cold is going to help. You know, think of yourself if you had like, you know, swollen gums or like a swollen part, you know, something that hurt, you would put ice on it. Yeah. Um, Chewy, you know, they make those little breastfeeding jewelry things, those chew, Mm -hmm. chewy, chewelry. Chewelry? (laughs) That's what people call them. Chewelry. That's cute. And it's just like, yeah, it's like silicone or like or like silicone free or I don't know where we stand with silicone right now. Um, I don't either. <laughs> Everything changes. Anyway, I don't know. it's made out of something that's safe for babies to chew on. You know, it's not made out of like a leather, painted leather or something. Like, it's, it's <laughs> give your baby just, a leather strap to chew right. on. It's just, don't give them know. just like your belt or whatever. <laughs> something that's like doesn't have chemicals on it or whatever. And they could chew on that. Um, they're going to be wanting to put a ton of things in their mouth. So give them something that's safe and maybe a little um, soothing to put in their mouth. The other thing that we used, we used the Highlands teething tablets. Can you still use those? I don't know. Yeah, I think they're back. Are they? I think they were out for a while. They were out for a couple years because of some ingredient. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, they were definitely back for my kids. Um, okay. I'm going to Google it right now. Oh, Highlands. Oh, I just, oh, all it says is Highlands. First thing that comes up is Highlands, Highlands teething uh, recall. Oh. Oh, but you can also, so um, it doesn't have to be Highlands because basically all it is, is um, although they're, oh no. It's just like, I think it's like chamomile. Oh, okay. They have like, um. There's all kinds of different kinds of brands if you don't want to use that one. You can yeah. research the ones that are that people are using. They're just little tablets. I think it's got like chamomile or something in it that's soothing. Um, they dissolve. I don't know. Yeah. They just dissolve right in yeah. their mouth really fast. You put them like a couple underneath their tongue. I used them. Um, I don't know if they worked. You know, sometimes maybe it seemed like they work. Sometimes if I just wanted to tend them to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, was like also not, it's not, it's not for that. It's not even like strong enough to do that or anything. It was just like my own psychology, I think. But if it makes them comfortable. Yeah. Um, you can do that. You know, back in the day, your grandma probably put like, or your, I guess, I don't know who we're talking to, your great grandma, great, great grandma, put a whiskey, like rub some whiskey on their gums. Numb it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The alcohol that numbs it, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Get your baby a little that's drunk. What my that's what my husband he has he it hasn't been a problem lately, but he has in the past had issues with like I think his wisdom tooth or something, mm. and like it would just pop up like a couple times a year. It would hurt, and then um, he would just drink whiskey. Oh my god! I and love like that. hold it in his mouth, kind of back there. And I'm like, yeah, that's so much better than a dentist. Like. <laughs> Removing the tooth that clearly is not working out. <laughs> but, I would um, always tell people to like do it like the washcloth trick or any of that stuff. Do it, you know, maybe if you can get ahead of the feeding, you know, do it maybe a couple oh, minutes before the idea. feeding. That way the baby's gums can like numb up a little bit and it won't bother them as much when they do feed. But, you know, that can be hard to do when you're feeding on demand. But sometimes, you know, OK, the baby will probably be up in a few minutes or going to want to eat. Let me get a washcloth ready for them Chew on that while I'm changing well, a diaper yeah. and, you know and if you're feeding on demand and they're teething and they're uncomfortable they're not going to feed right you know yeah. if they're miserable and you can tell that they're just like 
you know, like they won't latch on or they're, they seem uncomfortable. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Just take a break. It's not like, you know, you're not having breastfeeding problems. You know, it's just like teething. It's a normal, don't freak out too much. Just try to help them, you know, ease the pain, have them chew on a washcloth for a couple of minutes and then it might work. But let's, for them to latch on. Yeah. Well, let's hear from our new sponsors. Very excited about our new yeah. sponsor. And, and, uh, and then we'll we're going to talk gonna, about biting when we get Yeah. There. Then we'll talk a little bit more about biting too. All right. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Nikki's Natural Wipes. Nikki's was created out of the passion of two new parents wanting to protect the health of their precious new baby, Nikki. Conventional baby wipes contain harsh chemicals that can lead to redness, itchiness, dry skin, a burning sensation, and even blisters and urinary tract infections. Utilizing the miraculous antibacterial qualities of Manuka honey, combined with the proven ability of coconut oil to moisturize dry skin, Nikki's has set a new global standard for premium baby wipes. The smell and feel of the wipes is unique, 100% natural, ethically sourced, EWG certified, and biodegradable. Check out the first all-natural baby wipes made with Manuka honey and coconut oil on Nikki's.com. That's N-I-K-I-S.com. And use promo code BADASS10 for 10% off of your purchase. And today's episode is also brought to you by Saris Chill. Never worry about safely storing your breast milk or formula again. Saris Chill was invented by a mom for moms and offers, gar- and offers guaranteed convenience with their double-walled stainless steel container. A little bit of warm water, a little bit of water, not warm water, a little bit of water and ice is all you need to keep your breast milk or formula safe for 20 hours. No more lugging around chunky coolers and dozens of containers. You can pump and double pump all day into one sleek container. The chillers are dishwasher safe, airport friendly, and last a lifetime. Use it for wine, coffee, or any of your favorite beverages when you're done breast or bottle feeding. I personally use them to carry hot snacks to the park, and it works perfect for that. Um, head to sarischill.com. That's C-E-R-E-S-C-H-I-L-L.com. And, or you can check them out at, in, in, at Sarah's Chill on Instagram uh, for more details about this uh, cool container. And use the code BADASSBREASTFEEDERS25, BADASSBREASTFEEDERS25, for 25% off of your purchase. Uh, All of these sponsors and their promo codes can be found in our show notes under this episode um, at BADASSBREASTFEEDINGPODCAST.COM. Our show notes will also include further information about things we talk about in this episode and at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, you'll also find our breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. Yeah. Sometimes babies bite boobs. Sometimes they do. I got bit. Did you get bit? I got bit one time. I got bit one time. Out of three kids, that's not bad. No. But some people, will they really struggle with the biting. Like the yes. baby will be biting constantly on the boob. And they don't mean to do that. And we've, I mean, we no. talk about biting all the, well, we used to talk about biting all the time. Remember when we used to do the Facebook Lives? That came up oh, every yeah. single time. Constant yeah. was biting. We have a couple of episodes just dedicated to biting. But we can't do a teething episode without talking about it a little no, bit. But can't. it really, babies don't mean to bite you. 
that's not what they're attempting to do. They hate it. They're so miserable. They hate it. They hate biting you. And it just happened. Like it happens. They can't help it. But there's like, and it does, it kind of takes you by surprise and, you know, you can't help but feeling like, oh my gosh, my baby bit me. I'm not doing this anymore. For me, like my reaction was kind of the opposite. I was like, all right, we've been doing this for seven months. I'm not giving up now. Like I'm not, you know, we came through a lot, man. And it was one of my twins. So I was like, I'm not going to just like stop breastfeeding at this point. We just got to fix it, you know, but um, most people do just want to fix it. Yeah. I mean, some people, there are some people that are like, oh, I'll breastfeed until there's teeth and then we're done. You know, and that, I always I know feel sad about that because it's like, it's not the baby's fault. Like, or well, people will say you, the baby has teeth. You're still exactly, breastfeeding. Exactly. Well, they still got to eat. You just never got to feed them again. Cause they get teeth. Like what well, is that? And they don't automatically bite. Like they no. don't want to, they're trying not, they're trying, they're not trying to do that. They, it's like a reflex when they're, when their gum is sore like that, when something's in their mouth, the reflex is, is to kind of bite down. That's their attempt at soothing that soreness. That pressure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Having that pressure on there, which is why all those other things that we talked about before, like Diane said, doing that first before you're nursing can help, you know, with that. But some of the other things that you can do if your baby bites is you have to really kind of go back to watching your baby again. And you get to the point by the time your baby is at that stage of biting, you are, you know, like they're several months old and you're kind of to the point where you're like, okay, you're on your phone scrolling or you're, you know, you're kind of doing whatever while they're feeding and you're not really watching them to get, if they doze off, they're going to bite down. If they're done feeding and they're just kind of like suckling, they might bite down. If they are feeding, if they are there to actually feed, their tongue is over their gum line and it is physically impossible for them to bite you. They bite when they're not feeding. Bottom line, that's what's happening. So if they're biting you, they're either not ready to feed, they don't want to feed, or they're done feeding. I mean, it just is one of those things. And you have to just kind of like watch them again, like watch them and be and like, take okay, them off. Do take not them keep off. trying. Yeah. If they, this is what happens a lot is like they, the baby will bite and then we'll be like, oh my God, don't bite. No, ow. You know, you do all your things. Some people will like do crazy things like flick their cheek or like, you know, try to punish them in some way. It's not going to work because they do not understand what is happening. So if they're biting, stop, stop trying to put your boob in their mouth. Cause this is what we do. We're like, Oh my God, it's time to eat. You know, they won't, they keep biting what they need to eat. It's time to eat. They have to eat. We have to keep trying. You do not have to keep putting your mouth, your boob inside of a mouth that's biting you. You, you can do that one time and go, okay, no, we're going to just try again. It's not a punishment. It's a sign from your baby that they're not ready to, to eat. Mm-mm. Because like Diane said, when they're eating, they're not biting. But right. if they're not eating and they're teething, they're going to bite probably. Yes. So if they do bite you, even once, take them off. Get the washcloth. Get... You know, get one of those necklace, get any of those other things to have them put in their mouth to kind of get that. Let them work through that with something else. You do not have to keep popping them on. You do not have to force them to eat in that moment. They're just not going to, you know, like if you have a sore, if you have a toothache or if you have some sort of soreness on the part of your body, you might also have a less of a desire to eat. It doesn't mean that you're going to starve to death. It means like in that moment. It's just not your priority. You're just not in the mood. Right. And that's okay. Like they're, and they're at that age, 
they can control their feedings. They're not going to starve. Like Abby said, they're not going to let themselves starve to death because of their teeth coming in. It's just that feeding, you might need to delay a little bit. And that's okay. Just follow their lead. That's really all you can do. Yeah. But do not feel like you need to have to continue to try to latch them on or try to get them to latch on while they're biting. Yeah. Because it's just going to upset that's you. That's going to cause like you can get open wounds. Mm-hmm. That's what I had. I had an open wound. Yeah. I mean, that's and, th- and then it's going to take forever to heal. And then that'll really start to interfere more with your breastfeeding. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, I mean, it's it's a hard time to navigate through. And I do have people that reach out and be like, the baby's just biting me constantly. Like they might really just be having a hard time there. One of the other things that I suggest, and this is, and I have seen this work, um, is chiropractic for babies. And I know that sounds like strange, but babies like with their teeth coming in and growing and developing, that can change their jaw up quite a bit too. And sometimes that biting, they just need their, their jaw might be bothering them, you know, like they're, they might be having a little bit of like trouble with their jaw, with their whole, you know, with their mouth, with growth and development. And sometimes they just need a little bit of a, somebody to take a look at that. And that actually does work. Yeah, we did that. I did. I had a couple of sessions like that with Jack. Um, um, I don't remember very much about it. Jack's 10. And it can definitely um, like freak some people out. And I don't suggest it, but for people who are like, you have these babies are just like continually like biting and they seem so uncomfortable. And it's like, you know what? It's not going to hurt. See if, and I have had people say, oh, I brought my baby to the chiropractor and their jaw was out of alignment. I mean, it just, it happens. They're growing so rapidly that it just, stuff happens with them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so that's something else that you can, you know, think about too. Or you could even, if you like want more info on it, you can even like, you know, send us an email or whatever. Ask around. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody. But But, um, it's also not, you know, it's also likely something that's, it's going to pass. Oh yeah, this for is sure. Not going to be the rest of your nursing journey, and you're having a bad day or you've had a bad week with teething. It's happening really strong. You know, baby's biting a lot, hasn't fed a lot. Um, you know, maybe they're feeding more at night. You know, because mm. they're actually tired and sleepy, or maybe they're up a lot at night. You know, miserable and wakeful. Yeah, you know, it, it doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. It doesn't mean that there's a breastfeeding problem, you know, that it's just not working out for you. Um, this is like a totally normal developmental thing. And I was babies. I was going to mention that more with um, like if it kind of runs into a nursing strike, like don't just don't give up hope. You know, like teething does wreak havoc, like we said, the feeding on sleeping. It just it's a very, very difficult stage to go through and some babies handle it better than others. You know, for some babies, it's, they're very sensitive to it and it's really, really difficult for them and other babies. It, it's really, they just breeze right through it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it yeah. just, it, it, it's like in the same family, I've seen that happen, you know, like mm-hmm. where some kids are really just kind of don't have a problem with it. And other babies in the same family really struggle. So it really just kind of roll with it. And if your baby is refusing to feed, don't feel like they're weaning or, you know, it just, just keep in mind that there's something just developmentally going on and we just need to get through it. 
Yeah, it seems it seems crazy that like this is what babies are supposed to be doing, right? They're supposed to be nursing. They're supposed to be sleeping. You know, that's pretty much their only job. <laughs> and then you've got this thing that is so extreme and all of these the growing and the teething that's so extreme that totally interferes with their one job. Like it doesn't seem fair. It doesn't seem like fair to the baby or to the parent. It doesn't it seems like, well, this is ridiculous. Like how is this supposed how is this like this is natural and this is like, you know, how we've evolved and 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 but it's so chaotic. It seems like it just doesn't work. Yeah. And like it's totally we've all been there. It's totally normal. It is an absolute shit show. Like you will, there will be days where you were just like, this is an absolute shit show. I would rather just be poked in the face with a fork <laughs> than like have to endure all this all day, you know, and you will totally feel that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've all been there. It's not, you're not doing something wrong. It's not that you're not cut out for this. It's not that you're too screwed up to have a baby. You know, that's how I have went through all these things. Oh, yeah. I'm too messed up to have a baby. I can't handle all this. Other people handle it. I can't handle it. I'm a messed up human being. I'm doing something wrong. You know, it, that's all just nonsense. This is crazy. It's, it is as crazy as you think it is. Yeah. It just is. And it's, and it, and it also passes. It's not, nobody, not even nature expects you to endure that for very long. It will pass. Yeah, it's 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 not, hard to it's, even really and at some point it'll be even hard to really remember. And it is like you don't know what to expect. You know, and you kind of think like I mean, I I, I was doing a breastfeeding class the other day and I was telling them like you don't you don't know, like you're not supposed to know everything. You're just going along with this just like your baby is. How you know, you don't know. You're just kind of like feeling it out going with it and seeing what's what's the next stage and and how do you handle it like you're you're not supposed to know how how are you going to know how your baby's going to handle teething you just don't know oh yeah there's no way to know so you you know try not to put that blame on yourself about it because you just don't know how to handle all this stuff you know it's and it's not it's definitely not easy do you know do you know anything about those amber teething necklaces oh, yeah. so amber yeah the amber teething necklaces can be you know helpful if that's if you believe in that <laughs> yeah because i don't I, always, I mean i don't know and I i've seen a ton use- of babies with them on but i don't know if they and of course you know that freaks out a lot of pediatricians because they're like don't put a necklace on your baby they're so cute though but um I, I mean i don't know do they work do they not work is it just one of those placebo things i don't know yeah, I don't know. I mean, my kids always wore them. I was into that when um, my kids were babies. Um, you you know, you get it sized right so that it doesn't, um, you know, choke them or whatever. And of course, you also are always with your baby. So hopefully. So and if you're not, you take it off. Um, but the idea is that it's like amber. It's like it's like there's also like imitation amber, so you know you're like it's a whole market. It's a whole. It is a whole yeah. thing. So there's like real Baltic amber. It's from like the floor of the Baltic Sea, and like you can. And when the when the when the amber sits against the baby's skin, it releases some oils or something. 
I don't know, you can read about it. And it's supposed to help like soothe, not just teething, but any kind of headaches. Anything. Like yeah, adults wear bracelets and stuff like say, that. Adult, yeah. well, I have a friend who she's always covered in amber from head <laughs> to toe. Um, so, you know, it's certainly something you can try. My kids always wore them. Um, so I don't know what it would have been like if they didn't wear them. Um, I don't know. So it's just a matter of what you are into, I think. Um, but yeah, I tr- we did it. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing to consider, too. Like Abby said, if you're into that kind of thing, that's something to look into, read up on and, you know, see, okay, yeah. maybe this this could help. This could be helpful. You know, I mean, who knows? We're just kind of putting out all the things that you can do to help your cute, little baby. So. They are super cute. Yeah, they really are cute. I've seen a yeah. little baby with them on. But, but also, you, if you also choose... So here's the other thing that I don't... It's, I'll just talk to my old self. <laughs> my past self. Just because your baby is super upset doesn't mean that you have to or can even cure it. Mm-mm. So... You know, I think this is something, this is how we're wired, right? Of course, we are wired to be extremely sensitive and responsive to our babies, which is how they survive, because they have highly responsive parents. Um, But they're also, you know, we're also wired from our ancestors, you know, where, you know, safety was an issue. Um, And it's 2021, you know, we're all safe. Well... (laughs) relatively safe at least if you're in your house you know with your baby you know you're sitting on the couch listening to this you're you're safe um and you know some of that responsiveness some of that anxiety that we have about our babies being so upset or you know in in pain from teething we have this feeling like we have to we have to cure it we have to fix it we have to get them to not be in pain we have to we have to do whatever we can to get them to stop crying and to not be in that state anymore. And sometimes it's just not possible. Sometimes they will just be miserable. Mm-hmm. And all you can do is just be there and just know that they're miserable and that there's nothing you can do about it, that they're perfectly fine, they're perfectly safe, there's nothing wrong, they're just teething. Um, it hurts a lot and they're crying and they're miserable and you're so upset about it, but maybe there's nothing you can do about it and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just a, that's all you can do is just let them be miserable. Yeah. And you'll have those days where it's like, okay, it's a snuggle day today. They're just not, they're not themselves. They're upset. They're fussy. They're crying. They're miserable. That might be a day where you just kind of put everything else aside and just Keep them snuggled up close to you. And that's what you can do. Right. You know, that's yeah. all you can do. And you can just know for yourself, okay, they're in pain, but they're safe. Mm-hmm. They're healthy. And, you know, we're just going to have to, you know, get through it. Yeah. That's it. And you will. You will for sure. But thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.